Welcome back to our second part to a very special Broken Corners, Family Wise. It was NBC. Um, so we can, we can segue then into the second portion of Family Wise, um, which is <laughs> My Name is Alex. The two-parter. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, this, like, I, I feel like these epi- this this storyline, because there's so much that's wrong with it, that <laughs> I feel like it was inserted as a device to show Michael J. Fox's dramatic side. I'm like, oh, was he going after that Vietnam movie he did or Bright Lights, Big City or what? Like, what are they trying to show here? Because, well, okay, let's explain the the episode. Sorry, no, that's okay. No, no, go ahead. Who wants? To, yeah. So the so this episode this this two parter then is like five years later. It's in 1987. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Alex is what a sophomore? Or a, no, he's a junior in college, and mm-hmm. his. Uh, the family, it starts with the family coming back from a funeral and it's Alex's mm-hmm. friend who's been killed in a car accident. And Alex starts having sort of like flashbacky hallucinations about his friend named Greg. And then it turns out that Alex was supposed to help Greg uh, move furniture or something. And Greg showed up a little bit late. So Alex was like, sorry, I got to go find some chicks to bang. Not no can do. And then Greg leaves the house and just immediately gets killed. So that's where it starts. And then how would, how would you explain? So then he starts because Alex is having these hallucinations. His parents send him to a shrink, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which you only ever see. You, you don't see the shrink. You just hear him in voiceover. Mm -hmm. And then how Mm -hmm. would you describe the whole like black set thing? That as a memory play. Um, But so these so what's a, what's these a memory two, play how would you define that i'm ignorant um like glass menagerie or you you have the you have the protagonist slash narrator looking back oh okay and seeing an idealized version oh. romanticized version of life um and you know when this came out when when this two-parter came out like the show had hit its stride um, they had the whole Ellen, you know, where he meets his, you know, real life wife. And um, so it was after he'd broken up with Courtney Cox. This is pre Courtney Cox. Oh, they had Ellen. So he he had the whole Ellen relationship and then they had the new baby. The Keatons had the new baby, but then they advanced that baby's age <laughs> by like four years to get to the bull haired kid who talks in his cute. Oh, Andy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like he like in season four he's a baby and then all of a sudden season five he's going to K you oh, know like is. so so they were hitting certain comedic strides with the with the Andy kid you know and so this gets inserted and when this came out my mother had remarried so we were getting for some reason my stepfather got the TV guide in the mail <laughs> and so I remember like reading it. You know, and being like, oh, this is this, like this episode looks like it should be interesting, whatever. And so, like, I remember making them like making sure that I watched it. Mm. And 
again, it wasn't packaged as the very special episode, right? Um, but immediately we're seeing Alex like rem- talk about a friend that we've never heard about. Right. We've never seen him. We've only ever seen Skippy. <laughs> and so because this, the second portion of this storyline is so stylized with the memory play aspect, the memory play actually begins in my eyes with him being haunted by the ghost. Yeah. And, and, and we're already seeing a romanticized version of Alex himself where he said, yeah, he's going to go bang chicks instead of help move a sofa or whatever. Alex wasn't that guy. Right. He had no, he couldn't, he wasn't getting laid. Like, so you're yeah he's already completely distorted with reality. Oh, okay so that was <laughs> him like both both thinking more of himself and sort of taking more mm-hmm. responsibility for his friend's death than he needed to just to have yes. some sense of control yes absolutely okay um and i think for me personally why this stood out to me was you know i was just really getting knee deep into theater and so this, you know, the, the episode two portion where it is on a stage and you see the stylized set of just a window, you know, a 1950s looking kitchen with less mm-hmm. <laughs> brick of right. The same cup, though, if you notice, it was the yeah. same cup from the actual kitchen. Mm-hmm. This stupid design. Yeah. So the, well. so the therapist would ask questions and then mm-hmm. Alex would have these interactions against the black set with just individual mm-hmm. family members or with Skippy mm-hmm. and his black black box set. And he's going back in time and having these really nurturing interactions with his mom. Yeah. And it- wanting to go, wanting to go back to that feeling or that feeling of safety. And you wonder again, is this, did he really have this relationship with Elise ever? I know like you, you, he was the first born and, So that, you know, you're going to, as a child, you're in most homes, you're going to have a lot like extra amount of tension, obviously, and, and being in tune with the kid, but, um, well, like the relationship it showed him having with Mallory with the older sister was mm -hmm. so much more affectionate than you ever saw them be, you know, like he stood with his arms around her as she sat in her vanity. And I was like, what is that? That never happened. Yes. And talking about, and, and he talks about what he appreciates about it. Right. Him, and you never hear that before. And I remember that absolutely standing. I'm like, wait, this isn't again, like w- what, yeah, what's happening here. This isn't what we see every day. Um, and with the dad too, like usually he's pretty contemptuous of the dad. Mm-hmm, and this time mm-hmm. he, he actually talked about like how, uh, I can't remember what the specific thing was, uh, but by uh, his weakness. And he's, he, he thought that once and, but mm-hmm. he really considers him to be strong. Yeah. Because he was so gentle and he just wanted Alex to be happy and to try. Mm-hmm. And as long as he yeah. tried that, that was good enough for him to love him or not for, I mean, mm-hmm. not even that transactional, but just that it wasn't his, his love for him wasn't performance based. Like it wasn't right. conditional. Yeah. Um, Again, and then and then the the coming back to, you see, you know, up until this point for five seasons, Alex struggling to see who he fits with and and where you know, oh yeah, that thing with the teacher where, was rough. Oh yeah, the- and 
the prototype like that yeah and of course like the prototype of like old maid angry teacher what was that first grade yeah uh he said he was seven so that'd be second grade second or third second grade yeah but about how the teacher would always single him out because he knew the answers Mm -hmm. um oh yeah and so yeah and again you show him being friend you show greg befriending him then again this person that we've never heard about right (laughs) i never seen that possibly also dated mallory at one point Mm. and yeah and (laughs) wow (laughs) well she she dated everybody but she ended up with nick oh my god i was so happy when nick showed up i I loved him when i was little i thought he was so funny oh i mean the nick episodes are just gold (laughs) um But, um, yeah, so, again, like this, and then, oh, yeah, and then you see, like, a, like older Greg and Alex, like, singing The Doors, or, or, like, Alex listening to Steppenwolf in his bedroom. I didn't buy that for a minute. No. Like, he's, I don't see him going out to buy a cassette or a record of, of Steppenwolf on his own to listen to, and I know that, like, everybody's bedrooms are their secret worlds where you can, you know, be whoever you want to be when you're, cause you're not out in the world, but in no way would I buy that Alex would be into rock and roll <laughs> or like classic rock. Um, yeah. yeah. How did, how did and it so, end? I don't remember. He, it ends with like, uh, it's a wonderful life kind of feeling. Um, Which where, means- he the, some bells he ringing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All um, I can remember is at the end of both episodes, there was just wild cheering from the studio audience. Yeah, no, I think he just he it, it gets buttoned with the with the shrink. And first of all, let's talk about the voiceover of the shrink for the love. <laughs> I mean, like, st- let's go to like stock casting of give me a New York. Jewish sounding psychiatrist and then put them in Ohio. Yeah. First of all, you don't know if he was Ferengi. Hey. Well. <laughs> don't worry. I'm again, I, I, I make sweep, sweeping generalizations. <laughs> um, and so yeah, yeah. So the, so the psychiatrist said, you know, says like, well, Alex, you know, do you like prompts him basically like, do you want to live or something? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> something something existential and he's like i yeah like you basically you see alex wanting to embrace life at the very end well it was weird because he he starts getting into this uh do you believe in god yeah whole conversation which you know i'm like well uh, all right i'm not really sure how this fits in but uh you know (laughs) okay we'll we'll go we'll bite and then he, he really goes into depth about needing you know almost not not scientific proof but like being a you know person of you know rationalism and if you you know if i got proof and this is why it's proof and this is why you know this happens and and with the the belief of god there's no proof and there's no way to prove it but then he starts to find little snippets of of joy or whatever and he said well that's that you know seems to be some sort of proof and 
And at that point, you know, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, what was, right. what was the whole thing about the monk? And the riding a donkey. Let's, yeah, like, please, uh, let's, let's break I, that I, up. I, listen, I, I grew up in New York. Uh, I've only lived in another state for a very short period of time, just two years. And it did, and it wasn't even further out uh, west. Uh, it was, it was right. further east in Connecticut. So I need to know, are there monks just monking around doing monkey monk things <laughs> there's probably a hotline to call i'm a funky yeah, monk and... <laughs> yeah uh, you can right so alex had apparently just called a monk and asked him to come over yeah. there's a hotline there, yeah just like where they yep. <laughs> it's and the monk the monk hopped on that donkey and came on over because a- in ohio alex was thinking about becoming a monk right so then when the parents show up they don't know the monk's going to be there, and they, in all seriousness, deliver the line. The dad goes, "Oh, th- this is that's why there's a donkey in the driveway, or or yep. whose donkey is it? Something like that. I don't know." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was yeah, that was. Um, I, but I love yeah. the the monk reminded me of. Oh wait, I watched a clip from the the Uncle Ned first season where Alex is trying to buy uncle ned a uh ticket at the airport it's the same to guy. get it. it is the same guy i think so okay okay good i thought so because uh-huh. both the delivery on both i was like did they just bring this guy back every yeah, time alex is Shonda. acting like a weirdo and the guy is just like i'm so bored Ooh. yeah i'm a monk now yeah yeah they totally pulled the shonda <laughs> um, he's like i'm a character actor what do you want from me yeah um no, I, you know, the, I'm not, I, listen, I'm not going to lie. The, so not only did I like the, the fact that you're seeing television turn and look like theater to me mm-hmm. um, and not have it be like the honeymooners or, you know, where you really know that it is a state, like a staged it's just like a stage scenario. play being filmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so just like seeing what I was interpreting as theater via sitcom and then, uh, yeah, all of the searching, see- er, searching, sorry, um, <laughs> searching, seeking existential questions definitely, definitely spoke to my navel gazing. Yeah. What did you decide? <laughs> what are the answers um, now? Still, I, I still need to get back to you on that. <laughs> I'm like, if you figured it out since last night. Like, <laughs> no. My God. <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't keep my answers to myself mm. if I had them. You could sell them. <laughs> you know. I just made my donkey and outside. Um <laughs> So oh my the, god, if you yeah. became a cult hero, that'd be amazing. <laughs> At the end of the episode, this he's how does it get to him saying, My name is Alex P. Keaton? Is that how it ends? Or I am Alex P. Keaton? Yeah, yeah. What was the yeah. question that was that led to that answer? It didn't speak to my adult soul because I can't tell you. Uh, okay, because all I heard was I am Alex B. Keaton. And I yeah. swear I I felt like he was gonna say bitch. <laughs> like, like I am Alex P. Keaton, bitch, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's breaking bad." He um, um he already I think had um 
what is he? Does he have MS? Is that what it is? Parkinson's. 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 Uh, He, I, I'm, it feels like, I feel like he like had Parkinson's during that filming. Cause he seemed very like, and he's always been very like jittery, Mm. but he seemed a little bit more so also like a little frenetic. Yeah. And, and the, the nose touching, um, I don't know. I think there was some yayo going on. I don't know what that means. Oh, cocaine. Oh. Oh, Okay. Him and Tom Hanks too, like Tom, just you know. Oh yeah, no, let's yeah to go back to say uncle, yeah, um, cherry juice and no, cocktails weren't the only problem. No, I don't think there. so. I think there was some. Um... It was the artichoke part. Um, but I really no, did love I, the line I, of "Why do you think you're too good to sit down with your uncle and drink a glass of maraschino cherry?" <laughs> <laughs> and listen. There's there was a key to life given he gave you know like a handshake and a handshake and a smile, um, talking about when they were like Ned, you're ready for that interview, right? You're going to do great on the interview, right, Ned? Handshake and a smile, um, key to life, right there. Um, yeah, no, he was. I don't. But again, I don't. Either yeah, he could have he could have been doing some rails uh, back backstage, or um, again, was this all a ploy? Was this these two episodes all a ploy for him to up his movie career? <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminded me of um, in the when David Tennant was Doctor Who um, in the third season. One of my friends at work was just like. Oh my God, did you see that episode? Will they just give him a BAFTA already? Like, because it's too much, you know? Right. Like, right. there's just, we appreciate it. You're a very good actor. You're a very good actor. You could, but like, just, can you cool it on the like eight minute monologues? <laughs> it's just Doctor Who, man. <laughs> what? Um, what was the, uh, what was the name of that Vietnam movie he was in? David Tennant? No, no, Michael no, J. Fox. Because <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Um, was it, what, like, not Spoils of War, that's a play, but what, um, something like Casualties? I think it was Casualties of War, yeah. Was it Sean Penn, too? Yeah, I think it's him, Sean Penn, and... So, yeah, so let's let's go back to cocaine. That's, that's very real. <laughs> um... But also, we can't. I mean, okay, I I can't talk about family ties and without thinking about Meredith Baxter Bernie's dream turn as Betty Broderick. I mean, it like that that is some TV movie gold right there. Who is and... Betty Broderick? Thank you. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness, both of you. Okay, well that's your assignment. We'll save that for the end. Well, there is a new there. There is a new version of the Betty Broderick story with Amanda Peet and Christian Slater, but you got to rewind and go back and see some classic MBB play it. Um, but who is she? Betty Broderick. Betty Broderick was a was a woman who just believed in her husband and wanted him to be the best he could be. And once he started cheating, she she. Um, slowly started to unravel and ends up slaying him and his <laughs> new wife. Nice. And, and I think in I front of it. one of 
in front of one of the kids. Um, yeah, but she's just a woman who believes in love, you guys. Well, the name of the movie is A Woman Scorn, the Betty Broderick story. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I am looking oh. at this. So is so- it like the, it's like the prototype of all Lifetime movies? Oh, you know it. And this was pre-Lifetime movie. Like, this oh. is what, this is the gold standard. Oh. Um, wow. And then, you know, Michael Gross, like, what was the movie where he was the rapist? Oh. Once I saw that, I was ne- could never look at him. The oh same. wow, wow, um, wow. Was it Shaft? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Gross starting in Shaft. No, I just I can't even tell. Like I don't. Bad yeah, yeah, I don't. I think he was a serial rapist. It was another sort of lifetime movie scenario. Okay. Um, but again, he was trying to break out of the Stephen Keaton. Keaton. the pbs look yes <laughs> the, um, i was just like more shocked by looking at um meredith baxter and how much she looked like um kira's mom and i was just like wow that's weird <laughs> <laughs> that is weird <laughs> yeah I was like, oh well, there you go and there you I have mean, it <laughs> Were you were you a Family Ties watcher? Uh, I think I watched it for you. No, I watched it a little bit. I think I watched it more in syndication. After um, you guys broke up, did you watch it and cry? <laughs> 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 Maybe you really do need to see the Brady Bar- Betty Barrett. <laughs> I'm trying to find out who the husband was, and I in that movie. <laughs> it's a Puerto Rican guy. <laughs> <laughs> It, oh, it's, it's Stephen Collins, who Seventh Heaven guy, who was the was he no was he a pedophile or was he a rapist? Which one yeah. was it? Or a pedophile rapist? <laughs> like which... oh, in real life, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yikes, <laughs> yeah, pedophile and like hard drives of photos. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, you know, if she wants, she could take him out for real. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, um, the guy who played Greg in in My Name Is Alex, um, Armando, you believe that he looked like Kevin Nealon, and you're correct. Um, he, I feel like he played the dead guy and the dead friend in a in a few <laughs> a few um, 80s sitcoms. That's his calling card, dead friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. It was it was weird. It was it was yeah. I mean, uh, aside from like you said, never seen this kid at all. Yeah, it was just also weird because um, I don't know. It was it, it it. I guess what it was. It was weird to inject inject such an intimate relationship in like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, and and to and to as an audience member to hand over that willing suspension of disbelief. Like, and I wasn't actually willing to give it. I was like, Alex, I know you're full of shit. Like I'm, I'm calling like, but, but I'm on, but I'm in this ride with you because I ask myself the same questions about God. I, you know, I'm a sentimental person, like all the things. Um, but, but at the same time, even young brain and me was like, I've never seen who is this guy? Like yeah. you've never talked about what Alex is stop throwing Skippy to the wolves. Like Skippy's the one we know. Yeah. He's the one who shows up for yeah, you. Kill Skippy. Like, <laughs> oh, no. oh, amazing. No. You just said throw him to the wolves. 
No, but like that's, I said, don't throw him to the oh, that, duh. <laughs> That's the alternate title for this episode is Kill Skippy. Good. <laughs> Hashtag Kill Skippy. Um, Not Greg, Skippy. Um, Skippy was the only friend, right? Over the course of the yeah. show. And they weren't really friends. They were just in proximity, right? I mean, he was a foil like Boner. Yeah. Excuse me? He had a foiled boner. No, boner is uh, Kirk Cameron's friend in Growing Pains. Oh, okay. Same, the same sort of dim, like. Oh my god! Can you imagine being dimmer than Kirk Cameron's character? No. Oh yeah. Well, they don't have to ask if he believes in God. No. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They weren't. Yeah, they didn't have very special (laughs) existential episodes. No, Tracy Gold got that. Yes. Oh, and then she just. Got turned into a raging alcoholic. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. Oh. They, she, she had a a terrible eating disorder because of the oh, shit, uh, all the dialogue on the show where Kirk Cameron would call her fat over and over. So she just over the course of the show gets tinier and tinier and tinier. Oh, yeah. And then a lot of like when you go into treatment for eating disorders, a lot of the time that addiction gets replaced with a different one. Jeez. And so, yeah, she's, I, I don't know. I think she was, she was doing okay for a while, but I feel like then something bad happened. I don't know, like a car accident or something. I'm looking at her now. Yeah. I, I don't know. She, I, I, I don't know how recent this picture is. She's, yeah. She's 52 years old. Wow. Well, we're we're yeah. not getting any younger. I'll tell you guys. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I remember her. I thought I had something snappy to say back to that, and I didn't. I just whined. Oh, then there's Missy Gold, her sister, who was on Benson. Shit. Yeah. She's, she's looking a lot better. <laughs> We're not going to rate and judge the Gold sisters. That's right. Big. We'll leave that to Kirk Cameron. Yeah, damn, you beat me to it. I was like, oh. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I was watching this and a lot of the interactions between like just his youth and growing up and, and being different to all the kids reminded me a lot about Big Bang Theory and how like Sheldon is complete asshole. But then like the writers force you to have like sympathy for him because of the way everyone else treats him, although he treats everyone else like shit. So like, how, you know, how the fuck do you wrestle with that? Like, fuck off. Mm. Um, yeah. I Is he autistic? He- he uh, yeah something along those lines uh yeah he's like super genius kid um but um, terrible social skills okay armando darling yes are you admitting to the world that you watch big bang oh yeah, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen every episode of big bang theory that is shameful i mean listen we all have things okay no, we I, don't all- <laughs> I don't <laughs> hmm. i watch high quality tv all time <laughs> no i i listen i appreciate that this is my something new about you i did not know this oh I okay no I, i've yeah i've seen it and listen it, it is what it is um yeah it's, how can how what is the what is the how would jesus want me to say this question uh what do you what do you like about it uh it's it's very formulaic and it's it's very um CBS. It it is, but I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like um, at, I've a lot a lot of these shows I I'd never seen their first run, but I watch them in syndication. Okay. So like around eleven o'clock when like I'm like it's wind down time and I need something to kind of like doze off to. Right. Th- that's the show because it's on like channel five. I don't know if it still is, but it would be like they would have an hour block of like from eleven to twelve of just that show, and I'm like ah. Eh. 
fuck it. Let's see what's going on with these these kids. Okay. And then you just start like watching it and <laughs> let's see what's going on with these kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we're getting old. I don't understand. <laughs> so then, you know, you just kind of get invested and then you need to see how it ends. And I'm not like the ultimate. I'm not really a completist, but I for some, some things I have to be. So, you know. It, it is it is what it is. <laughs> I it bothers me how they deliver their lines. Um in that it's kind of that acting style that I first started noticing around the time of that 70s show. Mm. And I just I can't I don't know. It is very kind of the same like you have the uh one friend who is a foreigner, you have uh the the guys and then you have the one girl and then later on another girl comes in mm-hmm. um it's very that same type of formula um yeah i i genuinely don't like that guy i can't remember his name who does that show he's the same one that did uh the three the, the charlie sheen one. Oh, oh um was it chuck Lorre? yeah i'm not a real big chuck Lorre fan but this show was yeah. probably okay um uh, i don't like cbs sitcoms Right. Though even yeah, this okay. So Big Bang Theory and How I Met Your Mother just yes. really, really upset me. I yeah, How I Met Your Mother is another one that um I I, I can't watch. I don't. I, I mean, Jason Segel's okay in that one movie. And there's even that super pretty girl in it, the one who was in, uh, Friends oh, Mar- from College. Oh, the Marvel one. She's also um. Oh, she's playing Ann Coulter right now in Impeachment. Oh, oh is nice. she? Colby um, Smulders? Colby yeah, Warner. and I fucking love Doogie Hauser. I love him. Sure, but sure. but that show is bad, man. No, that show no, is terrible. I, like, not even if I'm trapped on a plane. Like, if I'm on a plane, I finish my book. Let's say the, like, my battery dead yep. on my phone. Yeah. I'd rather listen I to the fucking tinnitus watch. in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will not watch anything. I'd rather fight with a flight attendant about wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> And try to open the door. <laughs> I mean, but but to like to go back to the idea of that, you know, the the same formula is recycled over and over mm-hmm. and over again. I mean, I was not a, I wasn't a Growing Pains watcher. Oh, I love Growing Pains. Really? I, and, and yeah, it's just about a family from Long Island. Oh, so do you love That's everybody? Lives? Yeah. I never clocked that. Yeah, they're huh. from Long Island. Uh, no, I don't like, once again, uh, the Ra- the CBS. Everyone loves Raymond. And- oh, well, that's a family mm-hmm. from Long Island. Yeah, yeah, they can go away. I don't like that guy. Ray Romano? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like Ray Romano. Or which one? I get I get that show and the King of Queens confused, and I don't like both of them. I don't like, I don't like both of those guys, and I don't like both of their wives. Kevin and I don't King. like both of the parents. I, I just don't like anyone on those shows. They can all go away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, no, I think, like, I don't know. I think, um, I think, yeah, Family family Ties exhausted the, the new, like, the stable nuclear family show for mm. me. Like, that was, that was it. I didn't need anymore after that um cosby show <coughs> oh my goodness well yeah no <laughs> we, we all know how i feel about that show 
re- recap for those who may not have listened until oh, now. it's it's for, just, for our new listeners. It's it was just boring and it's silly and I couldn't take Bill. <laughs> I just I just, um, just put him pops. Yeah. Couldn't take. <laughs> but Lisa Bonet. But then she left because she she was too racy in that movie Angel Heart with Mickey Rourke. But then she came, and then they then they forced her to be in the college show that she did one year. Yeah, and then she came back. that show was great. I and then she came back, and then she was yeah. married to the guy from the episode with Alvin. That's right. But he was yeah. a different guy. He was a military guy, and he had a daughter. And that's when they yeah. brought in a younger person to replace. Yeah, when Rudy, Rudy was yeah, expendable. Rudy got too big. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, how about the you know Olivia. not the Olivia? Oh, she was played by Raven Simone. Totally correct. That's right. Um, how about like the not nuclear family or not typical family, which like shows that I like growing up were like Kate and Allie. Um, and oh, and then you had so that Kate and Allie was cool because you know it was like two single moms bought their family yeah. together, and 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 yeah. my mom was divorced, so I was like, oh, well, maybe we can get another family to to get maybe like a different situation. Mm. Um, and then the other one was instead of having divorced people, you just have a dead wife, which was like Full House. and your and your bros move in with her that no like dave coulet is like a a rung of hell for me if i was trapped hearing his like doing bullwinkle i like i i'll take a bullet i i I never oh and and john stamos's love of the beach boys like i and i can't and i haven't i didn't even watch that show that much but i knew and like i gleaned all of that it was all too much for me um you don't like the fact that he played drums on the Kokomo video in <laughs> Rung of Hell. <laughs> Rung of Hell. Uh, um Well, I don't like the Beach Boys at all. I, I'm not a big fan. Ooh. So and I know people are gonna be like, Well, they have a different sound and they have to uh, just go yeah. away from my window. <laughs> no, I think you know, obviously like you know, Growing up with, you know, one day at a time, Alice, like, again, yeah, seeing the model of the single mother shows, um, that mirrored, that mirrored me enough. Like, I was like, I'm already living this, right? And so going into the idealized of what is a, what is a stable nuclear family look like? Do you remember that show, My Two Dads? Oh, yeah. Corey Cuphead. (laughs) That's right. Played by Giovanni Ribisi. (laughs) I remember I liked it, but I can't remember what the premise was that how she got the two dads. Uh, um, I think it was a play off of like the success of uh, three. Men yeah, and- one of them was one of them <laughs> yeah, was the father, and who were the actors? One of them looked like Billy Ray Cyrus, but I can't remember. Um, he played a rapist on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 it was well. It wasn't Mark Lynn Baker, but it, no, he, it was Paul Reiser. It was and, Paul Reiser. That's right. And, and then the guy who played the rapist. <laughs> Jesus. Greg Evigan, I want to say. It might have been. Let's see. Uh, Again, useless information in my brain. Greg Evigan. God. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I, mean, I, I really, really loved Mad About You when I was ooh. in high school. Oh, God. Yeah. That's a, like some of the best writing, some of the best comedy. Yeah. I'm gonna Absolutely. I'm gonna disagree on this one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just okay. I don't like Paul Reiser. It was Greg Evigan and Stacey Keenan. I don't know who Oh, she's so pretty. What happened to her? Uh, Scientology, drugs, I don't know. Pick one, right? Um 
Um, oh my god, she was born Anastasia Sigorsky. Hilarious. Oh. She should have kept that name. Seriously, so much better. Yeah. It makes her her face makes more sense once you know that. <laughs> it does. Uh, no. <laughs> No, because I'm looking at this picture of her. I'm like, she looks kind of cross-eyed, but you know, we'll go with it. <laughs> we'll go. With it. Oh, she well, she's acted a bit. Um, that's funny. I don't know if there were any families that I really identified with, other than I was about to say, other than fucking Little House. Yeah, which shows you how antiquated the way I was brought up was. Yeah. To that point, I really struggled with, um, did I want to talk about when Mary, Mary goes blind I, and, mm. and in that little house episode. And I was like, I actually, I, I, I can't relive that. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. That's dramatic. <laughs> it just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I'll, yeah. Just being trapped in a, in a pair of, you know, glasses, Chris, start the fire. I mean, no. It was temporary blindness? Mm-mm. She was just permanently no. blind. And how many fires were there on Little House in the Prairie? Lots of straw, lots of hay, lots of wooden houses. Yeah. I feel like every episode there was uh, Michael really? Michael Landing just putting out some fucking fire. Well, there was always the, there was always the fire they cooked on. So every episode. Point. Thank you. Point. Thank you. <laughs> Historically <laughs> accurate. Thank you. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> That's fair, man. <laughs> That's the beauty of a guest host. Because <laughs> it can highlight how little we have. <laughs> um, you know who else has a beautiful non-nuclear family? Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Odie, John. Normal. Normal. Sometimes the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then at Christmas, they get the the rest of the family. Um, I'm trying to think. My mom was a big family watcher. Um, that, you know, 70s, like, super handsy, like, we love we love you, you know, nurturing show. Family? That Christy Mc... Yeah. That... Uh, Maddie, Matthew Broderick's dad was in it, and uh, Christy McNichol was in oh. it. And I remember the the episode where she got a period, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh dear God, I don't want any of that." Um, but that was I remember that night. I was like, "Ew!" Everybody's like, they all just really like each other. They're all just like <laughs> lovey and happy people. I'm like this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and. Um, trying to get yeah, like why didn't someone throw their CB radio across the room while yelling? (laughs) (laughs) Why is that not happening? Right? Why hasn't anyone kicked the light and bright down the hallway and the dog off the porch yet? Why hasn't someone thrown the pot of rice from from the stove onto the floor and screaming, "Fucking cooking yourself"? Why is that not happening? I don't understand. Why hasn't anyone cried while trying to decorate the Christmas tree? (laughs) Holidays bring joy and peace. (laughs) Why isn't there anyone's mistress calling the house on Thanksgiving? (laughs) Why aren't there any presents? Because this didn't happen to me. (laughs) 
Good times. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't really like identify with TV families. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they didn't even you know, really like, feel aspirational because they seemed so boring. Well, because everything is just too pat and pretty about like, but up, 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 up. We solved the problem. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. Like, um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, and I don't know if any of you've seen it. The um, the WandaVision, where it was just like a take on all these sitcoms throughout the decades. And there was one episode where they were doing like sitcoms where everything gets resolved within the, you know, everything gets resolved within those 30 minutes. But in this one episode, the tension spilled over into the credits where there was no resolution. So it kept building and building. And it was just, it was kind of unnerving because you were used to the resolution coming within that episode and it didn't. Mm. It was, it was quite fascinating, mm. like take on like the sitcom and how you just break the structure. And now like, uh Oh, what do we do? <laughs> like, and it was pretty cool. Yeah. I always really loved the sort of standalone episodes of TV shows yeah. that, you know, um, where they just do something cool where either, either it's one where you don't need to know the rest of like the rest of the story that well, or one where, I like I think I think with the this one about Alex it probably just really played on the emotions of people who had spent 7 years with him at that point, you know. Mhm. And I, I don't know. I mean it also, you know, it hits at an age where I don't know, you're, you're grappling with mortality around you if you're, you're losing grandparents or mm. you know, mm. I don't know did did either of you lose a friend at a young age? Uh I lost a friend around, I think I was, I was like, how old was I? Probably 30. I mean, not, not like super young, not 21, mm-hmm. not as young as Alex was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there was a boy in my class who, when I was probably eight or nine, he was from a farming family and his scarf got caught in a piece of farm machinery and it choked him to death. Jesus Christ. <gasps> that sucks. But my mom, my mom like didn't want like our class all went to the funeral during school Mm -hmm. and my mom didn't want me to go. So she kept me home that day. And I was like, whatever. Mm. Um, and then I don't know, we had a, we had a kid get hurt really bad. This girl, well, one, one kid got killed. Somebody like passed over the guy who was driving, um, past a car with the opposing traffic present and caused a horrible wreck. And he got blinded in one eye. One of the girls in his car was killed and the other girl was in a vegetative state. Mm. And she might still be there. I don't know. I hope she's not. I hope she's been dead for like 15 years at this point. But um, I don't know. Stuff like that happened, but nobody super close to me except then my dad died. (laughs) Yeah, that'll do it. Whoops. It's about an inappropriate laugh track, Karen. Yeah. (laughs) Insert. Oh no, we we need to bump it up a few notches. Let's do Brady Bunch and different sort of laugh tracks together. Um, what about you, Meryl? Dead friends. Um, there was a a boy who was who was who was bullied and picked on a lot. Who was being cha- um, chased by some kids and wasn't and was running away and, and ended up getting hit by mm. a bus, a city bus. God bless. Um. And man, horrible things happen. Yeah, I think it was. It was. It was. It was. I. I. I want to say it was around the time that this came out. Um, and and just watching, 
watching the general hypocrisy of my classmates above me, you know, my grade and below of being like, everybody's just like crying and carrying on at the funeral. And I'm like, no one was nice to this. Mm-hmm. Right. And so don't start pretending that you were a friend to this person. Right. Um, if it were a TV show, those kids would get first prosecuted somehow. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I've, and frankly, I can't even tell you if, if anything on that level did happen. Wow. Um, also, you know, things weren't caught, you know, I, I doubt there, you know, no street cameras or anything to release identity of anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And I think, yeah, I think this, the, the, these two things coincided. Mm. Do you guys worry about dying? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, why not? Sure. Of yeah. course. <clears throat> you know, I'm, listen, you know me. I want to live forever. You do. You do. That's my thing. I want to see how this shit shakes out. <laughs> it's going to be hot. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be real hot. <clears throat> yeah, mm-hmm. but by then we'll be able to make ice. Just fucking I don't know. refrigerator. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I just can't make ice. <laughs> Oh, I always wanted a refrigerator that made ice. That you know, the ice tastes like garbage. Yeah, that's true. And then you got tainted. And it always goes off in the middle of the night. You hear like, and you're like, it's not garbage day. It's... Oh no, that's the ice being made. <laughs> Somebody trying to get in the. It's 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 Uncle Ned in the kitchen screaming. We wouldn't hear. Oh, that's another thing. Speaking of, well, okay, so little fun fact about my sweet sweet pug Archie is that um, landline telephone rings drive him up a fucking and so he like he will bark and carry on at like any old school landline ring so yeah doing the rewatch of these shows i was like oh here we go he's gonna flip out um it's like what the fuck is that yeah (laughs) i was gonna i was gonna uh i was gonna do a new memory this week because i don't have any recommendations because i just watched the l word like it's my job (laughs) um but i went i was actually on vacation this week and i went down to dc to see my friend margo and her baby is um seven months old now and he's you know he's been alive only during covid times right so he hasn't really been around people other than them that much and he is terrified of sneezes and coughs Mm. and it's you know for me it's fall is like a big kickoff season for sneezing and so just the look on his face where you know when babies get that face where they first it's the what the hell was that and then (laughs) and then their face crumples it was it was like Wesley, it's okay. It's okay, buddy. Um Do you think all babies born during COVID will are automatically like implanted with that fear of sneezing? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's I actually said that to him of like it's not COVID, I swear. Oh, it's not. Sweet. And they're born with a mask. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that, that's what the right wingers are scared of. Yeah. With, with good reason. That's the future liberals want. No yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I had a very nice trip in Merrill. I drove over so many bridges on purpose. It would have made you insane. Yeah. Well, sometimes yeah. you have to. There's no other way to get there. Well, I drove on the way home. I drove instead of going up through Baltimore, I drove through um, Delaware and Maryland and just sort of bypassed it. And uh, there was this one bridge I was so excited about. That, and it was such a crazy bridge that I kind of just felt like, I can't believe this when I was driving over it because it was so... Uh, just weird and stretched out. 
but I, I liked it. Mm. <laughs> do you mind? Do you mind Bridges, Armando? Nah. The only time, one time, this, this <laughs> like, I don't have many memories of a family trip with my, my dad, but I, I, I remember this one time, I think we were going upstate to visit a Vietnam buddy of my dad. Um, and I, I saw the bridge, but I didn't see the end of the bridge. Mm-hmm. And I just sat in the back in total fear, thinking we were going to go like into the water. Oh, and I didn't say anything because I was scared to speak because my dad was in the car. But um wait, yeah. how old were you? I must have been like four. Oh, little Armando. Aww. But we didn't fall into the water. Yeah. Thankfully. That is such yeah. a that is such a strange sensation when you can't see the end of something. Like there's I don't know if this is really true, but there's a, a roller coaster at Cedar Point in Ohio where called the Millennium Force. And I swear when I got to the top of the hill, I couldn't see the bottom. <laughs> it went up for so long um but it was i don't know it was really cool but Mm. it is a strange feeling when you just don't know where the end is Uh, well that's why the earth is flat oh that's right (laughs) that's right we're not here to talk about you haven't talked about flat earth in a while Uh, it's been a while and i'm so glad you brought it back just for my benefit (laughs) this is broken corners classique yeah, it's really, yeah. it's really. I don't speak of it anymore because the two gentlemen who I did uh, work with have uh, since left the um, the job place. Oh. so so I don't have to worry about those two anymore. <laughs> You're not getting the newsletter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Do you um, have you have either of you formed any new memories? Oh. <laughs> I well, I I went to a concert last Saturday. Yeah, uh, in Saratoga. Uh, it was the uh, Outlaw Festival with Willie Nelson, uh, oh, hey. Sturgill Simpson, Margot Price, and I don't really feel like mentioning. Oh hell yeah, Government Mule because I don't like them. Um, yeah. So, um, but it was cool. It was cool. But what was uh, was really fascinating was Saratoga Springs is a very affluent area, a very white. Also, apparently, COVID did not hit them mm. because everybody was just out and about, walking around, no mask, oh. like anything. It was, it was very nerve wracking and mm-hmm. filled me with so much anxiety to walk around. <laughs> and after a while, you feel like you're crazy, right? Oh yeah, you know, like oh well, maybe <laughs> you know. But um, but it was cool. It was good. The music was good and. It was fun. It was fun to go to a concert. I hadn't been to a concert in like over two years, so it was fun. Nice. How was Sturgill? Sturgill's amazing. How was Margot? Margot's amazing. She, um, what's the name of that? Uh, she was like, and she didn't really get into it, but she was like, the, uh, oh, she said, dude, basically alluding to the abortion shit in Texas, she sang, uh, You Don't Own Me. Mm, nice. And it was like it, like I was like, wow, this is probably going to go over so many people's heads. But it was amazing. <laughs> uh, she did a, she did an amazing job. Her voice is amazing. Oh hell yeah! I need to look that up. What about you, Meryl? Have you been at any concerts? Um, well, as a matter of fact, I attended one with you, my dear, <laughs> just last night. Oh my goodness! Um, oh no! Where yeah, did you guys go? Yeah, we went. We went to Prospect Park, and it was the final show of the season. And I, it's been a while since, obviously, we you know had had been to the park mm-hmm. or or attended a show. And you know, 
full disclosure, going into it, I was like, is it going to feel like a sardine yeah. tin? And am I, is my skin going to crawl? Uh, because I am going to an indoor concert next month. Um, and I was like, I have mixed feelings about that. And so I was like, well, let's see how you feel about the outdoor scenario. Um, I don't think I, I, I think that was a success. Um, yeah. Granted, we literally sat on the very edge. Yeah, we were all the way to the fence in the back, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, and we and I've, um, we saw trombone, trombone Shorty, um, and yeah, he's ridiculous. I mean, he's wonderful, really, really incredible bassist um, and female vocalist. Um, and I just never in my life would think that a trombone would be as cool as that was. Mm-hmm. It was so, it was so, like, what, how would you describe it, Meryl? Uh, definitely, like, like, New Orleans funk. Okay. Um, yeah, not, not New Orleans bounce. Yeah, I'd say New Orleans funk. Um, but, yeah, and it, which makes me want to see him in a, in his underwear element. I mean, yeah. Element. <laughs> He's so hot. He is. He's I was so like, wait, hot. what? Oh my god, yeah. his his yeah. biceps are like thighs. Seriously, it's crazy. Uh, Which I'm, that's not a thing I'm that into, but like when it's functional, oh my god! Like, how was he able to play like that? I know. I just I wanted to know his cardio. Routine yeah, because Andy sings. Yeah, Andy sings. Um, yeah, and so yeah, I would like to see him. So this was like the second time that I've seen trombone shorty in like a outdoor massively packed situation so i would like to see like a show in new orleans or something like like like, to see him in his element um like indoors with the proper acoustics and sound because outdoors that's what we were talking about that's what we were talking about on the way home because outdoor shows suck a lot of times because the sound escapes and gets lost yeah Mm -hmm. that that is one thing about prospect is the like even when we saw andrew there I like I would never have known she was as um you know that her musicianship is amazing as it is if I hadn't seen her elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's still it's just cool to go there for concerts and be like, "Hey, Brooklyn's here." And I mean, honestly, I have such a, you know, I have a, I have a wavering tolerance for general Q public of <laughs> I, people didn't unnerve me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it the thing about COVID and as always, it's not COVID silver lining. Delightful that so many people have died. But like it is kind of nice in the city how people people give you more space now. Yeah. Before it was always just like people would be right on top of you and it was like what the fuck is your problem if you don't like it, you know? Yeah, Whereas get what's mine. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that that just that energy just permeating out of everyone. Yeah. Uh, I think it's still the subway is still uh, oh, yeah. a, a problem. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how long it lasts. I know. Yeah. yeah. Or how long we last. Going back to our existential question. Wow. Just one, one question to wrap up. How do we know you, Meryl? How do you know me? Um... I did a play in 2008, I want to say, or no, 2010, maybe somewhere in there between eight and 10. Okay. 
No, it was definitely 10. Sorry. I, I placed things on wh- what apartment, where was I living <laughs> totally. at the time? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I did, I did a, a play with, um, our dear friend, Brian. Yep. And, um, you know, when you do black box plays, you hope to come out with one friend <laughs> <laughs> and he, we were that for each other. Um, and so that's how I was, I, and I was slowly brought into the fold. What? Um, yeah, Karen, Karen, I think like, yeah, you were, you were the first person I was, I was most comfortable with. And then Armando just avoided me for a long time. Cause I probably amped your anxiety with being too talky. I'm guessing. <laughs> I was just like going to say you just came with the furniture, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why does she want to know how I am? And she's genuinely asking. I don't understand this girl. I'm like, go, go away. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of like, I got to go check on something for a good bit there with Armando. Like, every time we're like, hey, hi, how are you? Mm. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I still like when I walk and I live next door, when I walk into like the big gatherings yeah, next door, yeah. I just want to turn around and walk away. Yeah. And I yeah. and it'll be, you know, a gathering of literally the people I'm closest to in my life. And I'm still just like, run. No, run! I have a, I, mean, I have a hard time making eye contact as soon as I walk in. Yeah. Like it's really like it's a bit much. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> like it's like a, it's like whoa. <laughs> and so yeah, and that is so, and and then that's where I feel like even though I have that same feeling about groups in general, I feel like if you don't want to make eye contact when you come in, that's where I feel like I'm like a muppet in your face. <laughs> I'd be like, hi, you're like. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think I think once you figured out that I don't like being around big crowds of people any more than you do. I think I got a pass. Yeah. Yeah. We were all good. And also the, you know, we like the Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys have music talk. Yeah. Well, and, and, and also like fucked up crime TV and things, um, like deep, dark television. But (laughs) here, um, I, I really struggled with wanting to pick a Muppets episode to talk Mm. about. Oh, um, about the Muppet Show, because um, I was not a Muppet Babies watcher. I mean, I'm talking full Muppet Show. Um, I struggled with that. Mm. Friendship fail. Mm, no, that's all right. I I I wouldn't have because that was it. Really, was a variety show. Um, mm-hmm. So I really wouldn't have one to pick. I mean, I would, I would, I would have to go with Muppets Take Manhattan, but it's not a show. Right. It's well, a, it's uh, a movie and. Oh, uh, it's, it's Rizzo on the butter, on the butter, yeah, the grill, and then there's so many um, people in that movie too. So good. Um, no, the thing, the thing about the Muppet Show though that I appreciate watching as an adult is going back and seeing that how specific the first season guests had to be. Because can you imagine pitching that to anybody, being like, "Okay, <laughs> you're going to be on this show. You're going to be acting with a bunch of puppets, but it's a variety show. You're just going to roll with it." So that's why it's like Sid Charisse and like, like extremely random people that would just say yes and to, to anything with like crazy Muppets running around. But um, the Linda Ronstadt Kermit Piggy Triangle, I think was exceptional television. Cause it really showcased your girlfriend. Oh yeah. Listen, Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I almost sent you. There was a, a thing on Instagram. I saw of like a, like a 
Pamela Anderson Lee in a uh, kind of leather outfit on a motorcycle, but then with <laughs> Miss Piggy's head superimposed over her that right. I thought you'd appreciate. I'm, I'm a little, I'm like, I don't know. I'll talk about it later. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, uh, gotta go. I'll be in, I'll be in the holodeck <laughs> for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go check on something. Yeah. All right, all right. This was awesome, Meryl. We wanted to have you on since the very beginning. So this is a dream come true for Broken Corners. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. It was my honor and privilege and pleasure. Yay! And we will definitely have you back on in the future. Yeah. Well, you say that now. Yeah. We'll see. Well, we'll see. Your ratings are going to spike, we'll, I'm telling we'll, you. Yeah, exactly. It was just, you know, we'll bring out the secret weapon. Go call you the Delta Vari... No. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> yeah. It's not done yet. It's not done yet. Yeah. All right. Well, Armando, you have anything else to say? No, I'm good. Just everyone wear a mask and uh, yeah, if you get vaccinated, get and... vaccinated. Uh, we're going to get our boosters, I think, soon. Yep. Engage your critical yep. faculties anytime uh... you can. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... and, and have a good week. <laughs> Take your medication. Yes, <laughs> yes please. And, and drink water. For the love of yeah. God, drink water. <laughs> and unless you have worms, don't take wormer. Yeah, update your resume. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on here. Check your LinkedIn. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Call your mother. <laughs> Call your mother. Make sure your emergency contact information is updated. Consult your directory. All right. Goodbye. All right. Bye. bye. <laughs>